You are listening to Is There an Echo in Here? A podcast about Echo and the Bunnymen. Just finishing up a little bite of chocolate. I went for chocolate those times. Yeah, good thing we didn't use that good mic your friend gave us. Well, welcome again, everyone, to a podcast that is for real about Echo and the Bunnymen. Perhaps you hear my daughter stomping about upstairs because tonight we are in the basement. We hired a babysitter so we could record our anniversary episode issue on our anniversary of when we started dating. Dating. We didn't really years date. Ago. We just went for it because we were like 20. It was just like, hey, we're in love. Well, here we are years later. 21 years later. 21 years later. And it uh, is. Our destiny. Our destiny unfolding. I mean, here it goes. It is, and now it is the one year anniversary of this podcast. You're welcome. And it's almost the 41 year anniversary of their first show in November. There, this is some kind of numerological, you know, connections know. need to be drawn here. Where's uh, Bill Drummond when you need him? So it's a special episode. And we're so glad you joined us. Yep. And in this episode, because it's our anniversary, we're going to be pretty loose because it's like happy anniversary to us. Happy and anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. anniversary. And it's also happy anniversary to you, listener, because this is, you know, about all of us. And we are just going to like hang out just kind of talk about the band more loosely. You know, we're pretty structured most of the time. I mean, believe it or not, we might get kind of meta and talk about the podcast itself. And then we are going to play for you our very first episode that we made but never released. Ah. And it was all about how we discovered Echo and the Bunny. Oh, Man. right. Oh, man. But we were like, who cares? Oh, that's so we be scrapped so fun it. Here. And it's, yeah, yeah. And I shouldn't even let you hear it until like, it comes out. I won't out. even listen until it comes out. Yep. Um, so we're going to start now because uh-huh. this is now. And then we're going to give you a flashback to one year ago. Yes, exactly. So that's the structure of this anniversary episode. That is the structure. Courtney just wiped some schmutz <laughs> off my face. It was Jacqueline. All right. So what we decided we would do is have kind of like a little Q&A to each other. Do you want to start with your question first or should I ask a question? Well, I prepared some questions for you um, because uh, I knew this was coming up. Yeah. This morning. <laughs> when I told you about it. You're like, why don't you have some questions ready for me? And I was like, oh, Christ. <laughs> All right, more homework. All right, so 
I have some you can borrow from. No, I have good ones. You're going to oh, really, man. yeah, I have I'm some scared. ones. I'm proud of these questions. Okay, because okay. mine aren't that great. So look, we've been doing this podcast for a year. I didn't know we were going to do a podcast about Echo and the Bunnymen when I bought you tickets to see Echo and the Bunnymen for our 20-year anniversary. A year ago. A year a ago. Over. Mm-hmm. So that was just remember, uh, July that was your 26th. anniversary present. So when you yes, told me we didn't do anything for anniversary, just remember that's what we did. 20th yeah. anniversary, we saw Echo and the Bunnymen. Oh, I'll never forget that. And that birthed this, this podcast. podcast. That is true. Because we were talking about them on the way. Yep. Six hours there, or three hours, three hours there. there. Three hours back. Yep. So anyway, that was really exciting. And little did I know that here we would be today, one year later, still going. Yeah. So exciting. I love it. You're learning. I'm learning stuff. It's really fun to like use a lot of my esoteric knowledge to put this band in context of it yes. <laughs> or people yeah. um, and uh, to, to just kind of get to appreciate a band that I missed out on as a kid and to go this deep with it you know yeah. makes it sort of makes me feel like they've always been there for me you know totally and you know I missed out on it too I think sometimes people write me as though I am an expert and it's like compared to you I am but you know, I rediscovered them as well. I think that's probably obvious. We're kind of learning together. Yeah. I know a little more than you. Yeah. Like I said, someday I'm going to be a doctor. But right now I'm just a freshman. But I'm about to be a sophomore because year one is out well, of the way. I'm a white belt. And white one, belt, yeah. And one day I'll be a black belt. I see Look, this question, though. Don't read my, You're reading I know, the question? I, well, I you read my questions? It, but I'm ready. That sucks, ready man. Oh. I, just one, I swear. You just saw the first one? I just saw a key word, and I get it. Okay, fine. Question number one I have for you. These are in no particular order, but it's the first one I wrote down was, is the pacing of the podcast what you expected? What I expected. Okay. I mean, because I think people tune in and they probably think we're going to talk about their music. And we we have a little bit, but, but we've been one year and we haven't even talked about their first album yet. Okay. Yeah, okay. what do you think about the pacing? Okay. Okay, so here's what I think about the pacing. Um, I used to joke about the pacing, that it's going to go along in real time with this band. Right. Um, It's started on the year. But you know what's been weird is that it kind of has the pacing. I mean, of course, we skipped through their early life. But the pacing does coincide (laughs) with real life so far. Right. But I'm I I do want to pick it up. I don't actually want to go at the actual, you know, I don't actually want to go at the pace of real time right. starting in 1978 in right. 2018. No. But I don't feel like I'm in control completely of this podcast in a in a strange way. Right. That's a whole other story. Like there's I, some divine intervention or yep, I do. Or is it me? No. Well, yeah, both. <laughs> All of it, you know. I mean, divine. I mean, we don't have to go there, but there's something. There's some mysterious. Not like thing. monotheistic divine, but exactly. Yeah. Bunny gods. Yeah. I think there are several, but I think it's one archetype, a particular archetype that we're dealing with. Like, I think there are many Easter bunnies. Yeah. But when you talk about the Easter bunny, but how do they get them to all the houses? You know. <laughs> so listen. And, and I the, saw the bunny on, on Easter, Easter with Elena this year. Just sitting there on the street. Yep. He saw the there's so many signs. Well, there's also there's there's a lot to the bunny 
men lore. But what I do want to say real quick, I feel like this podcast sort of follows, like I find myself embodying certain uh, traits in terms of in terms of management and in terms of like, so for example, I feel like we are kind of running this podcast in a way that would make Bill Drummond proud in those days. Right. We are not touring America. We're not selling ads. We're not promoting ourselves, really. Right. We're not asking people to review. Right. We're just keeping to ourselves. We're focusing on quality, I think. Oh, um, yeah. You know, this is maybe a, a little podcast. too much, and that's a no, whole other no, no, story. No, 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 it's good. It's good. Yeah. Our I, listeners appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, we could make it come out more frequently and be crappier. We could have better gear. We could have better sound. Yeah. Anyway. It's good enough. But I feel like also, like, I'm not really an argumentative person, but I feel like I'm being kind of like, I'm shit talking a lot of bands like The Doors. Some of it we cut out. And I think I'm kind of like channeling Ian McCulloch and letting right, some of that. Right. Yeah. I've been more into Star Trek lately. And I think that's What's Will's that? influence. Okay. Will like Star Trek. <laughs> so I just feel like this podcast, it possesses many of the elements of the band. Yeah, no. It's a part of their uh, conceptual continuity. It's a part yeah. of the organism, whether they like it or not. Yeah. Is it just a polyp that formed yeah. in their you know, body of work? In their, you know, beautiful metaphor. Uh, I love the metaphor you know, of the polyp. Please y- yeah, continue. Yeah, is it's it, like if you got what's the thing your mom's got? Uh, uh, oh God! Everything. That kernel every in damn your, thing. The kernel gets stuck oh, in your intestine. Oh come on! She, she, my mom is a hypochondriac. She has every she damn had disease. A, what is that thing called? Yeah. My diverticulitis. Diverticulitis. My diverticulitis. Is, I'm in the hospital again with diverticulitis. We she's been in the yeah. Bless her heart. Oh, we love God. you, Bonnie. They love it. They love my family. Loves being <laughs> in medical treatment. Not uh, me though. Not you. You're good. All right. All right. So okay, are so we? But we're not. The... We are not the diverticulitis of Echo and the Bunnymans. Yeah, but yeah, we're not the kernel that. stuck in there and like in a pocket in their intestine. That's not what this is. We're the polyp. You know what? <laughs> we're, we're the polyp. Maybe in we're the frosty. maybe we're like the pineal gland become active. You know, like maybe we're like you know maybe like the, the we were wiping the muck off the pineal gland and it's actually like. You know, pineal, right? I was thinking. I forgot that pineal is the third eye and not like. Your penile, not the penile gland, <laughs> the penile, no pineal gland, the third eye. We're third like eye. we're like cleaning off their third eye and, and helping them project Who, their the message. Echo and the bunny yes, <laughs> and, the, and I'm talking about the, just conceptually their output. Hey, you're we welcome. appear. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> unbeknownst to them, although you talk to Ian about it, he knows about. It. I'm sure Will might have some. And a inkling. stillness came over him, and he slowly said. <laughs> That's really cool. Uh, uh, all right, so what's going on? You want to ask me a question? All right, or did what? I answer that? That was like, is the pacing surprising me? Yes. Do I want to pick it up? Yes. And uh, hopefully we will. Cause, but think about it this way. If we're spending this much time on uh, prehistory stuff, prehistory, and the friends over there that are friends with those friends, right. then think about how long we're going to spend on an album or a song. Right. All right? Think about that. Think That's it. coming. Think, we're think preparing you for it. By making you wait. Also, people like to tarry. 
We're tarrying. Yeah, it's such a fast-paced world, guys. You're this just, is your chance to just be present. Just take a vacation to Liverpool. What time is it now? There's no, you Where know, are we? You Heaven up here. You can't tell time on the very new road. And also, at sea, you know, it's just sun up and sunset and wait. Listen, keep the part about the pineal gland, though. That's <laughs> you asked the question. Do you want yeah. to ask a question? Yeah. Are we just going okay. back and forth? We're going back and forth. Right. Um, Action, reaction. That's how we <laughs> flow here. Improvisation. Okay. Learn about it. This is a simple one. What was the most surprising thing? The most where you're like, what is happening right now? Where you think about the times that you've been like, wait a minute. Why? Mm. How? No. I think that I was most blown away by like the lore of the, of the of Les Pattinson's band. Uh, Jeff Lovestone and the just going along with that. Well, yeah, I mean this, the fact that that's was talked about years later, a band that never existed, you know, and totally. and that was really great because honestly, that whole conversation about imaginary bands really kind of validated for me this podcast. Not only this <laughs> podcast, and not only that, not only my own imaginary bands, of which there are several but everyone's imaginary bands. And it made me see like fame and success and celebrity, which I'm already kind of like not totally mystified with. I don't really give a shit that much, but like it made me think like, it made me see like such a great value in everyone's imaginary bands in this way. I know that's kind of cheesy or something, but but it really was, it, it just made me think, Oh, this is, you know, so because so many people have these, it's people's dreams, you know? Yeah. And some people manage to manifest them and get into the, uh, what do you call it? Um, rat race. The rat race or the, or the, um, the shittiest business. On, what is it yeah, called? Oh, yeah. The, this, no, but I'm trying to think of this Bill Drummond quote. Um, some of us manifest our dreams and end up on the, you know, the rock and roll treadmill. Yeah. Like, uh, as Bill Drummond called it, you know, yeah. the, where Echo and the Bunny Man ended up. Right. You know, just oh, that's what he thinks. Yes. I swear he said something else though. But, but anyway. Well, can I can I tell you what I think the most surprising thing was What's to that? you? Yeah. Oh. Will's. I know Will's infatuation with yes. prog rock. Yeah, yeah. That's totally. All, that's all. Yeah, yeah. Will's mm-hmm. deep knowledge of prog rock. Let's talk about that for a second. Mm. I made a joke in an episode or two ago about where I was pretending to be Will. And I was like, hey, have you heard Foxtrot? It's the greatest album by Genesis, uh, you know, whatever. It came out yeah. like 73. Is Oh, Supper's Ready Pro- is a, you know, prog rock epic beyond all proportion. I mean, th- I ma- and you were talking about bands you liked and albums you knew well. But I made that joke. Yeah. Prior to, because, you know, Will likes to sit around like put pictures of his albums on his Instagram account, Space Junk Radio. But Check it's also it out. a radio show. And he has a, like a, yeah, a, a radio Cloud. show on Mixcloud. It's awesome. It's great. But, but. I made that joke prior to him sharing the Genesis Fox Trot album cover by like a couple days. I like said that, That's and right. and then That's like right. and then I was like, I had already there made the joke, and it's then, like he heard us. Yeah, we haven't released, we haven't it. Even released the no. episode yet. So he knows, man. Because so him and I have a real, we have a lot to talk about about the prog yeah. rock. You know, you do, and that that 
astonished me as well because I'm dragging you into this thing. It's kind of a joke. I mean, you're interested in like. Well, it gives me something to mm-hmm. relate to. Thank God. I mean, it's like it was made for you. Yeah. I mean, I like <laughs> this I music know. ultimately better than that music. It would be like music. football for me, except I have been exposed to it because of you. But like, I wouldn't know like, I don't know, Foxtrot yeah. or. Like we said earlier, though, like <laughs> I'm just open to more music than you are. Yep. And so is well, apparently, you know, and because I mean, I like Echo and the Bunnymen better than I like, you know, well, maybe, you know, yeah, Genesis. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I have another question for you. No, it's my turn. Okay, it's your turn. Okay, this is going to be a fun one. What has it been like hearing from other Bunny fans? A lot of people have reached out to us. Like four. (laughs) Four people. No, like maybe, maybe like, like eight, 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 eight or nine. Ten. At this point, it's about 12 <laughs> or 13, though, which is cool. But um, anyway, more than zero, <laughs> less than 14. <laughs> so anyway, but that's been, it's been nice. The circle has been, has been widening. What's that been like for you to meet people from around the world who want to talk about this with you? All right. You know, okay, here's how I'll answer this. When I was a kid, I had written in my notebook, my little diary, I wrote down all the important things in order of their importance. Sweet. It's like age 11, right? Okay. It's like Metallica, Guns N' Roses. I'm talking like, about oh. the big, bigger things Okay, in life. okay. I'm talking about like... <laughs> um... Yeah, so so I wrote down the two most important things are music and friendship oh, and yeah. connection with other people. Mm, that's you know? beautiful. Yeah. And then I think peace, love, and anarchy was like number three or something. That's, a, that's the outcome. <laughs> that's the outcome of the others. That's what I was thinking yeah, yeah. too. But you wrote the anarchy with the peace sign mm, over oh. did, did you? Uh, did you draw anarchy symbols and stuff? Yeah, I did that. And peace signs, but like you do them like as like a to go together as a double 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 symbol. <laughs> yeah. We did. It's pretty cool looking. Hmm. So, I believe in all those. <laughs> I believe in all of those things. But friendship, music, right? Hold on, let me let this Jay <laughs> and talk in a voice. <laughs> so, I'm still listening. Some music. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. So music and friendship, mm-hmm. they make the world go round. Yeah. Okay? But but think about this. When you can combine music and friendship, yeah. then that is like the greatest connection. Mm. Like that is, for me, ecstasy. To sit with a friend and talk about music and listen to it. Maybe play a little of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that is uh, everything. And so, you know, and when you think about my friends, yeah. like, you know, Tara, Vanessa, and Lauren, they mm-hmm. are like musical friendships where yeah. we sit around until four in the morning, like, talking about, you know, a song, like, you know? Yeah. Like, like what do the lyrics mean? that you're like, having, like, yeah. different parts of it. And, mm-hmm. Like, Exactly. 
So yeah, I have like friends that you know will drive around and listen to a song and tell me like, what does this lyric mean? Yeah, yeah. So, but I've never. But here's the thing: I've never gotten to have like a conversation with a friend about Echo and the Bunnymen. Like I've never talked to anyone who loved them too. Right. Although everyone seemed to like love them. If you ever ask anyone what they think of Echo and the Bunnymen, they're one of those bands that are never like, oh, they suck or kind of dumb. Like at any period in time, they, and I think it's partially because they're amazing, but partially because of the, you know, they're underdogs. Yeah. So they were never like overexposed. But anyway, but I've always longed to talk to someone about this band and geek out yeah. over like what, <laughs> what do the lyrics of Turquoise Days mean? You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So now you have those people. And now I have had like three conversations about this band. Like mm-hmm. like on the phone? Like on the phone. And there is a person who is my friend who is going to... Your new friend. Yes. I, that you met through that the podcast. That I met through the podcast. Yeah. And I call a friend. Um, Allison will be a regular on this podcast. What about me? You will always be there. You, will. you need me. Oh, I do. I'm telling, I'm telling <laughs> you, you know, I'm just like the editor. But yeah, you're you're an integral part. You know, I've told I've told you this on the podcast before. You're, you're here, you know, for the for the long haul. I'm here for the yucks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that answers your question, but um, it has just been beyond my wildest dreams to to be able to talk at length about this band and we're going to be doing some interviews so with allison with allison and with other tell uh, us about another i think you're about to tell us like three people you said three, three conversations and you just told us well it's one. really just two okay it's just two dolphus ramsier yes ramsier who feel free to write in the correct <laughs> pronunciation uh of dolphus ramsier's last name I don't think, uh, yeah. And he's going to be on the podcast. And he is. He's also managed the Avid brothers to, like, superstar them. Yes. And he lives in North Carolina. And, and the Echo and the Bunnymen is Echo his favorite band mm-hmm. of all time. It is. So that's pretty That's pretty exciting. So, yeah, weird, dream come true. It's a weird small world. I mean, <laughs> you know, and but this is what I live for. Like, this is why I'm doing the podcast. No other reason. I want to dork out with someone. I want to just geek out with somebody about this band. I wish there was a hotline that I could just call and be like, who do you think wrote Reddit and books, you know? You know? It'd be like, call 911. That's the kind of stuff you want to talk about. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it has been just like a dream come true to, to talk about this band and kind of geek out on them. Right. And I have a feeling that Allison and I are going to geek out about this band and other Liverpool bands at like 4 a.m., you know, somehow. We're both on the East Coast. Yeah. Someday we're going to like, because the best is just like when you just talk all night about bands and yeah. listen to music and stuff after after both y'all's kids grow up and will <laughs> and, and last they'll, they'll be and all and they'll how old will they be they'll be like in their 80s 80s <laughs> still killing it yeah still killing it you know because when you connect about music you connect about 
all things. Right. You can kind of find your friends more or less yeah. that way. No, yeah, I mean. I mean, we're friends. We have different bands in common, but Fugazi and blah. Yeah. But anyway. And that's about it. So anyway, the connection is what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was it. That was it for years. But then I came around. Nothing else in common. I always we were both you know, at a rusted root show. Send me, send me on my way. <laughs> so, send me on my way. We're at the same show. We had no. Well, moment to say, moment to go. All right. Wait, now is it my turn? Uh, if you felt like you answered that question good enough. I answered it, right? Yeah. Oh, Mike. Yeah, ask me something though. No, okay. So, okay, I got one for you. Okay. Who is your favorite member right now? Now, it's going to shift, but right now, in this moment, in this moment in the podcast, who is your favorite member of Echo and the Bunnymen? Is it vocalist Ian McCulloch? Is it guitarist Will Sargent? Is it bassist Les Pattinson? Or is it Pete DeFridas? Or Echo, because that's who we're talking about. Let's take Pete out. You don't know Pete yet. We haven't gotten to Pete yet. Yeah. Of the three. Although. <laughs> mm. And why? Why are they your favorite? Um, Ian is my favorite. Wow. Even with the musical connection with you and Will, tell uh, me about it. Well, yeah. I, the thing is, um, he's more candid about his with his like all his his shit you know and yeah. uh like that that's my answer very articulate oh. <laughs> that's a good no, one no but he's he he's, lets it hang out he lets it hang out and yeah. so so he's i don't know enough about will's personality yeah. to like to grab on anything i love his playing and his sounds you know and i love les's grooves and i love you know pete's drumming I, I, you know when we first came in this i was like oh yeah that's you know that's yeah. some top shelf drumming there. That's like making this thing work, you know. But yeah. but ultimately, Ian, you know, with, with the lyrics, Ian is is like this romantic poet. Yes. And he writes about like nature in addition to personal things and like psycho psychodrama and like emotions and stuff. You know, he's also like the moon, mystery and the moon and stuff. You know, he's very like... In reality, in some ways, there's a mysticism, yeah. but there's also this grounded... He once said, was it Owen, Wilfred Owen or whatever is his favorite writer? Anyway. But but so, but so also just I like how, you know, I've said it before. Like, I like how he, uh, he'll talk some shit. He'll embarrass himself. Yeah. Uh, and he'll... He'll you know, apologize. He'll apologize. And back, and I mean, like, that you know, is... It's you a, know. He's just not really... Excuse me. He's not really... Um, <laughs> he's not really uh he's not filtering uh stuff out even though at the same time he seems closed off and like mm -hmm. he wants to get away he has many we you all know. have many parts of ourselves yeah but his are it's his expressivism that's a word uh you know that <laughs> like that, that, expressivism that, you know uh expressionism that you know that allows him <laughs> to like kind of he can't really conceal what he's feeling it seems like you know he's he's got a really like I said in episode five he's got an expressive yeah face and persona um, he tries to he wear he the tries. sunglasses and be and like works. Mr. I mean, Flat Affect the tough cool guy or whatever yeah he, he got by but if you know like somebody if you're kind of a shaky nervous person yourself like you can always tell when other people are 
And like when he's holding like a beer with two hands or something, and he looks so cool and relaxed, but you know he's holding the beer with two hands because he's kind of like shaky, and he writes about shaky hands like all the time. Anyway, you know, that's for another podcast we babble on about him, but he's your favorite. And I, you know, ultimately agree, but I'm going, I'm having a les face. <laughs> I'm lesing out lately. Okay. I'm really, I'm really. Les Pattinson. Going, yeah. yeah, totally. But, but I mean, it's hard to, t- it's going to change all the time, you know? Depending on yeah day of the week we need we need we need uh, all the parts hey, of this machine. Hey, we need the will. We need the will. And we're gonna need. The we lead. like the four blokes. You know, we need the four blokes. Yeah. That's what Bill Drummond said. We all need right. the four blokes. Got that it. was the problem with uh, with uh, uh, Pete DeFrida's no, time. No, 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 <laughs> that. But also with Teardrop Explodes becoming this like oh yeah when you rotating start, like, cast hiring, of yeah, like yeah. hired guns. It always makes a band stupid because you're as a kid as a fan and where you're just kind of a kid projecting stuff. Yeah. You want the family to stay together. Right. You know, but it can't always. All right. All right. Okay, I have a question for you. This is a really good question to follow up your question. Okay. Because your question was, who's my favorite bunny man? Yeah. My question is, who is your favorite non-bunny band member that we've come to know through the podcast and why? Okay. So who on the periphery, like that's not one of the four blokes, is your favorite? Is it Bill Drummond? Is it Julian Cope? Is it uh, Eagle? Roger Eagle? Is it, you know? Yeah. Is, is it Balfi? <laughs> Balfi and, is it and Ian, Finkler are just is such it mysteries Ian Brody. to me. They're not fleshed yeah, out for me. Yeah, it, oh, man. Is, and it, is it Jane Casey? So I want to know who's who's your favorite. Because no, if, my, you want to know who my favorite bunny was? I want to know who your favorite non-bunny. non-bunny. All right. You know, okay, I really like the sound of Pete Wiley. You know, they really had me with that he talks a lot thing. Yeah. And then I saw interviews with him and I was like, oh my God, he's so cool and pleasant. Yeah. Everybody, of course, wanted to hang out with him right. and be his pal. Um, so I really like him to hang out with. What about like, Pete Burns? Who would you like to hang out with? We have to have different categories. Yeah. I would like to hang out with him the most. Yeah. Bill Drummond is maybe my favorite archetype and he is such an archetypical human. He really embodies the fool and the magician the Shakespearean sort of jester yeah. narrator, whatever. But the one, I, the person I'm most taken with is Pete Burns. Mm. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, the the 20 year relationship with his partner Len. Right. The reality TV, the episode or the season, season three, I think it is. Was it a Celebrity Big Brother? Big Brother or something? Yes. I, and you know, I'm gonna watch that whole thing start to finish. Because this is a mastermind, um, also underwent a, like a radical, like surgical transformation. That's also kind of incredible to me. Um, and just to hear to hear Pete in the brief interviews I've I've like heard and read, just like being queer in the Liverpool scene, the fierceness and the way they that Pete had to defend himself. Everything about Pete Burns, I'm into it. Sweet. All right. You spin me right round, baby. Do you have any impressions about people that prove to be wrong? 
mean, again, well, there's yeah. the will. Okay. Well, w- I mean, will. Yeah. Okay, so last year, <laughs> according to watching live at Rock Palace, and I was like, yeah, it was pretty good, whatever. And I was like, listen, this guitar player. And I was, and out. I was, I, th- I was underwhelmed. And I was and really were, upset. And you were overwhelmed. And you were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I was you? like, how dare? How dare you come and tell me that he's not amazing? You yeah, really yeah. were. I was like, are you re- are you serious? You I mean, I wasn't. And yeah, and I get I it. I listened to like a minute of like, like one song, though. I know. And I was kind of like, well, he's not doing anything fancy. And, yeah. uh, he, you know, he is just standing there playing a couple of strings. So I guess this isn't really like. A but spectacle. It, yeah, yeah. No, it's not. And it's, it sneaks up on you. And I think in my mind, I'm looking at this period of music, the rivals, you know. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, you know, how Johnny Marr is like such a virtuoso guitar player. Yeah, I mean. We, and he, we, is, but he is. I like, mean, yeah. Everyone everybody's going to say to you, and oh my God, he's going to be a part of this story. Don't don't yeah. think he isn't in a way that's that, going to surprise you. That's what I was sort of com- comparing you. it to. I was like, yeah. I was like, he's serving the band. They kind of reminded me of this heat a little bit in that video of just this understated band. If anyone knows, like they have this a lot heat. of feeling, but they don't have a lot of. But but that's chops. not true. That's not true though. But it's, it's not ultimately true. it's not true. I just right. it was my first impression, and we're just talking about my impressions changing. And how did it change? And I've come to appreciate the depth mm-hmm. of Will's playing, and uh, and really like I mean I've done a lot of analysis at this point of his stuff and learned a bunch of his licks or whatever you know just for research purposes and we did a cover band last Halloween so um but yeah you know coming to understand like his harmonic palette his sensibility and then his use of you know his control of timbre and sound although I do have this question mark in my mind now not ultimately about his playing and all that good stuff about the role of Ian Brody and Bill Drummond as producers like mm-hmm. with some of that early work like I wonder how I mean, I, involved... I, that's what I re- that is going to be part of the project from here on out that's just my like... question mark some people listening to this probably already know that answer yeah. you know and I I'm just interested about that because like but the, the, the producer like is combining sounds and that I was listening that is my favorite job yeah. and it is the most important job and it makes a huge difference in their later catalog I'm gonna say it like I really like it. Great, yeah, it's great. I, I don't, I, but I, I will can't speak say, to it. but I'm gonna have a lot to say about production at times. Yeah, definitely. But well, I can know. speak. To that. Yeah, I mean, I've heard so, enough to, to think like it makes me mad sometimes when people come in there and make some drum sound douchey, make it sound like doo, 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 yeah, oh, you yeah. know, and just yeah. like unless you're Rush or something. You know, it's interesting. Well, we don't if have you're to get into this. Straight let's, ahead. Okay, let's, let's get out another of episode because I can start going off. Yeah, I'm ready to talk about music. Okay, all right, but not now. Um, wait, is it my turn now? What? Uh, no, it's my turn to ask a question. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, I got another question for you. Okay. Are there any, like, fun facts or maybe behind-the-scenes secrets or anything that might the listener might not know from listening just to our, our banter? Okay, that's interesting. I kind of feel like we should both answer that one. But I'm going to say... I'm going to say, it might surprise people to know that we are never drunk when we're recording this podcast, <laughs> right? Yep, that's true. I listen to it, I'm editing it, and I'm like, people, and you, and we drink, you know, we're drinking soda, we're drinking, or not soda, 
We're drinking water. Soda water. Sword, we we yes, don't take we no do, high fructose corn syrup. Do we don't drink. I I think it would surprise people to know that we we don't drink. We're smoking weed and other stuff. No, I'm just around. But so that might not surprise you to know. But we, but it, yeah, I mean, and so that tells you something about the power of s- exhaustion and sleep deprivation. Oh yeah, it is its That's own true. drug. I knew that as a kid when I would like. I thought you were gonna say the intoxicating power of the bunny man. <laughs> and that too, and that too, <laughs> that keeps you awake and when you want to be asleep because you get so excited. And um, so it's very late, and that is why we sound, you know, like our IQ is like what a bit lower, reaction sound? time a little slower. I try yeah. to edit, but yeah. Okay, what are you looking forward to? That's my next question for you is what are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to meeting Bill Drummond, or at least like In have, real life? Yeah, or having like a phone In call. In real life? Yeah, like having a oh. phone call with him or something like that. Dang. I think he's going to appreciate our work should he find oh. out about it i mean i'm just projecting here but i think i think he would like appreciate the the well, effort well yeah well, we're kind of like like i said you know we're we're polishing off the pineal gland man we're receiving like you know the psychic uh energy currents for via the ley lines Dang, to, i just like, hope you know. warren likes this episode so no i'm looking forward to also just kind of getting into uh a deeper analysis of their music. Yeah. Yeah. That's that what I'm looking forward to. That is definitely what I'm looking forward to, too. But I guess I'm looking forward to meeting Bill. And hey, why not? I'm going to meet Pete Wiley and Bill Drummond. And God rest Pete Burns. I will not be able to meet him. But I'm but gonna, also looking forward to going to Liverpool. I'm going to go stay with him and Cole. We'll we're go going to go stay at his house. We're going to do a walking <laughs> tour of Liverpool. Yeah. Pub crawl with Ian. I'll roll Watch a, a fucking soccer game. Yeah. Do we'll some karaoke chill. with him to his own songs. <laughs> So, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. A longing for some fresher feeling. Belonging for. Has anything been difficult about this for you? Well, you know, aside from um, the fact that I spend so much money, I'm sorry, <laughs> the fact that I spend so much. Time is money, baby. <laughs> it feels that way. I spend so much time on this, and it makes no money. Um, I'm just trying to support the, your, your habit here. My dream, here. dude. It's, yeah, it's getting weird. <laughs> Luckily, well. Um, so, But the thing that kind of bugs me, and I've talked to you about this endlessly, but I'll just put it out there for the listeners, is that we're in a particular time in our history as Americans and for me as a white Southern American and I'm, I'm not, you know, this is not a very political band. I'm not trying to get all political, but I'm just needing to like, we need to examine things in my country. I feel, mm-hmm. which is the United States. In my country, there's a problem. <laughs> and, uh, that's a little Borat. As Borat said. Yeah. And I, um, you know, it feels strange to be, um, focusing so much on cisgendered white men Amplifying the signal, which is a phrase my therapist used recently. Not about the echo and the bunny man, but just I love that amplifying the signal. Um, and I and so it's been kind of bothering me. Just being spend, kind of an esthete while like fascism is like exactly ripping babies from their yes. mothers literally Lit- and like literally. creating like just like generational trauma. And just there's for, still for generations to come. Let's keep passing that shit forward. Yeah, 
I mean. Anyway, let's talk about Echo and the Bunny. Uh, exactly. That's how it feels. There's no week. cognitive dissonance Like, we'll be there. reading the news. You know, you'll be telling me about the news. And then, yeah, and then we'll just start doing this podcast. And I just wonder. But I, and I. We're putting I joy into the world. I think that's a good thing. But I think something, I think you can say, um, you can excuse anything by saying that it's helping with your growth and development. But I have to say that I think that doing this podcast has deepened my understanding of my place in this country in some really tangible and helpful ways. And like, I did select this band because they seemed to check out in terms of like, you know, nothing like this is not Morrissey and we're going to be, you know, okay. Uh, So, yeah. So I guess my last question for you, Shane, is... Is there anything moving forward? This is your final question. Is there anything moving forward that you're afraid of or apprehensive about knowing more about? Nope. (laughs) Okay. Great. Well, on that note, should we introduce this other first episode ever that we did? Yeah. Okay, it's going to be great, but again, like, it's our first episode, and we had a huge problem with it's pre, volume It's pre-first episode. It's an unreleased... It's an unreleased, right. It is not our first... It's, it's not like, here's our first episode again. It's like, here's the one we did that we never released. Because, yeah, it's about how Original we content here. Like, the but it's a year ago. I, I'm going to... It's going to be like I'm listening to two other people talk. I don't remember it at all. Yeah, it was a year Maybe it'll ago. come back to me or something. Yeah, you'll have to see. Okay. <laughs> it'll come back to me in the form of me <laughs> listening to it, and then uh, I'll not, then have uh, re-experienced it or experienced it for the you'll first time. you your own voice, it'll, having said it. Yeah. The synopses <laughs> that are kind of like in place I'll to fire in that way. I'll smell whatever was like around <laughs> that day, like, you know. Yeah, you'll have waves of like you'll remember the sun and the, yeah. the feeling of fall in the air. Is that what the vibe was? That it, <laughs> I think it was actually deep summer when we recorded it. Anyway, it's yeah, like cricket central, isn't it? It's so crickety, and like it's right crickety now? right now. Yeah, because hmm. it was a year ago. Because this is the one end. year anniversary. <laughs> happy anniversary! Happy, happy anniversary, anniversary! Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! talk a little bit about how we discovered Echo and the Bunnymen. Okay. Um, you want me to do yours for you? Uh, or you could, or okay. you could do yours. Yeah, go ahead. Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. That's not true, man. <laughs> that is not true. Okay. Tell no, but story. no, but Donnie Darko was when they like, when I was like, oh, that's Echo and the Bunnymen. <laughs> that, that, that was that moment That was for your, me. oh, that's Echo and the Bunnymen it, moment. And it correct. was for many people. But I want to say this. Americans and only because you were sitting there and you were like, oh, Echo and the Bunnymen. <laughs> so when we saw that movie. But prior to that, I have a friend who named Brian Flick who had a band called Cannibal Unicorn. Oh, yeah. And he had a song that was really sweet. And it was called Echo and the Bunnymen. And it was really catchy. And it was about like a girl, like something. It was very nostalgic, like love old 
like you know full of love and it was like in the chorus it was like echo and the bunny man and me i can't remember it we've got to dig it up and play it we could find it i think but um and brian did commit suicide you know uh like years and years ago at this point so but i still have this like association with echo and the bunny man Mm -hmm. through that because it was a very touching song and then you know he was a friend and then he left the planet but uh and then donnie darko right which is uh also about someone leaving the planet that's yes they're both really emotionally intense kind of associations (laughs) yeah Yeah, they always true get wrapped up in this very very dark motif so brian flick was the sweet soul that you knew Mm -hmm. and he had a song about them Donnie Darko, second. But didn't you always just, like, wasn't the greatest hits just always around? Like, didn't I make you listen to it? No. I, I yeah, a little it. bit. Like, it was around, and I, I heard it. And you would kind of perk up and be like, oh, I like this, you know? Yeah. Like, this one's all right. But it seems real vague, though. It seems like <laughs> they, they kind of blended into this. They could have been the church or something. You know what I mean? Like some of the, you know what I'm saying? Like or to the, the, cult, the cult. Or the cult church, or the yeah. church, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Those or, uh, yeah. But, well, there was a period, because when, you know, when we first met, I was pretty closed off to kind of the, like the like some of the more sensitive, like British mm-hmm. bands. Even though I was a huge Radiohead fan, I was not. I know, and Moody and, Blues. And, and Moody like, Blues dude, and Pink Floyd. I mean, it was, it was so like, strange, this paradox. Of but it was like, the 80s stuff. I just missed like the boat on because i was a metalhead or something and i and i, I just w- didn't want to be like see like this I, is great for the audience like yeah. you're bringing that metalhead perspective but i love all... the smiths now even though morrissey is like oh you know, we'll get all yeah into like, that and i mm. love uh and i love echo and the bunny man and i love you know the whole the whole deal cure <laughs> can you name any others yeah the cure we'll and good. uh joy division mm-hmm. and you know this this kind of like scene of this sort of like existential like kind of you know anguished but yet like heavy yet soft and sensitive kind of you know rock it's like rock and roll music but they're kind of sad sad having feelings having feelings yeah (laughs) yeah another thing i would say the difference between us is like you have a very broad spectrum of music that you listen to but i have a very i have a very narrow focus (laughs) Like, I only listened to the band, the aforementioned bands, <laughs> right. only. Yeah, I thought that was so cute only about you when I met you. All, like, for years. And that's the thing about this podcast is, like, I don't know. Can I go into their current material? I feel like I can, I have to live it in real time. Like, it's 1979 for me. It's like I'm a year in with the band, you know. And But, but I feel like I, I owe it to the guys that are they're alive i think it's really important to them that yeah, we have I, to check it out Courtney i mean Chappell but you're not in that, that period of of like <laughs> imaginal just like free association of those teenage years or like everything that kind of comes uh, into your yeah i was thinking about that today like how how that formative period is it just like the neurons that are exposed to this type of music become consolidated you just don't you don't have that flexibility to allow new music in for me, I think I have a really long attention span. I mean, like, we've been married for 20 years. Or no, we've been together 20 years and married. We, like, 
I have had a lot of the same old friends and I really can be captured by one thing for years. But I think you can listen to I'm new music. I think because I think I always thought that I was making it a point to always be able, like trying to open my ears more and more. And that's how I am able to. I love these bands, you know, but yeah. it's weird. It's, I, I wish I had embraced them more during that period of like you know drug use and uh, excitement as a teenager you know yeah because you are so wide open but to me like I have kind of a different for me finding music that I love is about in some way returning home it's like finding the familiar music the music that was playing in the beyond that nostalgia and it, yeah, I'm searching for like a perfect song. So the way I listen to albums is also weird. So I listen to the whole album many times, but then I begin to narrow taking out a song at a time until I have on a good album like three, four, I mean, and then it goes down to like one and then and then I play one song, you know this. I do. Over. I mean, it is unreal how many times I can to play the a nugget. song. Yeah, yeah something is the happening egg. for me. It's I, mean, egg. Yeah, I, mean, it's, I mean, I wonder if it's like distilling a drug or something or some kind of pure essence of something that I'm trying to grasp. I always and the think reason I that, love this yeah. band is because I feel like along with there's a few other. But this is the band that captures the home world feeling. And so the idea of like being a lifelong fan, they get yeah. a tattoo. And I love that. Maybe I should get an Echo and the Bunnymen tattoo. We should look it up. I bet we can find some on, good Echo and the Bunnymen tattoos. Actually, realizing that the people listening to this, some of them will probably have Echo and the Bunnymen tattoos. Good for you for being a lifer, as a friend of mine said the other night as we left the Weed Eater show. Exactly. We're talking about lifers. Like, Okay, so I'm going to tell you all about how I got into Echo and the Bunnymen. Does that mean we've been recording for an hour and 30 minutes? I mean... Uh, 30, it's really, I don't know what the one is. It's like oh. day one or something. 30, this is day it's like one. 33. Where we can purify our misfit ways and magnify our crystal days. Hey, Courtney. Hey. I wanted to know, like, how did you discover Echo and the Bunnyman? Well, thank you for asking, Chief. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well,. I discovered them when I was about to turn 13. So it was Christmas before I turned 13. Okay. Because my birthday's in January. Christmas, my birthday. They're back to back. Right on. So I was a big music fan. I've always loved music, as we've discussed. And I listened to tapes and loved my set of headphones. So I had tapes. And you would always just hang out on your wa- on your hammock, right? On my hammock, I would with like your swing. Walkman yeah, for and hours. do deep listening. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a little weird actually. So I remember realizing, you know, I'm about to turn 13. You know, tapes were not so easily come by when you're a preteen. I didn't have a job, so it was like, you know, I wasn't just buying up tapes right and left. What was your first tape? My first tape was a Cindy Lauper tape. Okay. She's so unusual. Yeah. That was my first tape. But um Mine was Run DMC. Oh, that's raisin, good. Raisin Hell. Yeah. Oh, I was in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so where was I? 
take. So I kind of was just discovering that like toys weren't really where it was at. And if maybe I could just, I had this great idea though for my Christmas. What if I just asked for tapes? If I only asked for tapes and that's all I wanted, that you know, so cool. yeah. then I would have like 10. Right. So I, that's what I did. I asked for 10 tapes. That was my present of the year. So can I just say that when I met you and we were, how old are we? 20? 20. 20. And we're 40. And, and now we're 40. I remember going to your, your parents' house, your dad's house, where you, your room was still like the same as it was when you moved out. Yeah. Like it was like your frozen teenage, your, your so teenage room frozen in time for a while. But I remember you had like walls of cassette tapes. Yeah. And glow in the dark stars stuck <laughs> to the ceiling. But but you had like wall to wall cassette tapes. I did. That you had taped yourself off the radio and stuff. Many Most, of them yeah. were, yeah. Because I was trying to find the music of my soul. And I would sit up and like, we had a really great radio station in my hometown, B89. And then there was also 120 minutes if you stayed up late, if you, you know. Did you, you tape write. stuff off the television? No. no 120 no. minutes I would sit was up on and MTV. Write. That was MTV. That was an old, yeah. Late night MTV. I think it was midnight to two or two to something. It was. It was midnight to two. I remember okay. I watched it sometimes. Yeah. I was more of a metalhead. Yeah. They, the well, time. they had. Headbangers well, Ball. Yeah. Was that after it? I think it was before it. Okay. So, yeah. So, it was it was the Christmas I, like, decided to ask for a bunch of tapes. Yeah. That's awesome. So, what tapes did you ask for? <laughs> well... Okay, I remember some of them for that year. Ten tapes. There were, I think there were ten, and I can only remember a few. So we had Turtles music down the street, so I gave my mom this list. Turtles. And she went down to Turtles. It was at the little shopping center down the road. It was all cassette tapes. Yes. And she said, I think the CDs were there, and they were in, like, the long boxes. But they, So she went in, and she was like, excuse me. And there was a guy who was a manager who would order really good stuff and he so my mom so she was like we, my daughter wants to hear now excuse me nice young man excuse me now i have this list now I so who else <laughs> who else is on the list that your mom's asking right. for so that year Susie and the banshees the peel session which was a little it was a little difficult to start with okay so i'm 12 years old i think we established this like 1990 echo and the bunnymen have broken up Dramatically, we'll get there. Peel sessions, Susan Banshee. I asked for Susan Never Mind. God love. Do you have Never Mind the Bullocks? Here's the Sex Pistols in stock <laughs> right now. <laughs> Could you tell me where to find Closer by Joy Division? Susie and the Banshees, the Peel session. I got, uh, I think there was a Depeche Mode. That makes sense. Because um, my yeah. friend's sister and her friends had written down, like, or had given me a mixtape that had all these different bands in it. And on the B side of this tape, I think, was the Pretty in Pink soundtrack. And on the Pretty in Pink soundtrack was Bring On the Dancing Horses. Bring On the Dancing Horses. And we're so glad Shane's with us because he, he will provide <laughs> us with vocal renditions of songs that are mentioned and i think the fans will be pleased yep. with the effort and the, i'm trying he's been trying he's been uh, learning to sing and you've really gotten i've gotten better <laughs> yeah it was pretty dismal still pretty bad but well we love it and um yeah so 
I got these tapes, and there was some good stuff. There was Smith's Queen is Dead. Oh, yeah. Um, and... Morrissey. Yeah, there's... We'll be talking about him as well at, at, at certain points, but I wanted to get an Echo and the Bunnymen. I asked um, for an Echo and the Bunnymen tape, but I didn't know which one to ask for. So my mom got me the greatest hits. There you go. Which is called Songs to Learn and Sing. And it was the best thing I got that year by like a lot. So oh, I also got Staring song? at the Sea by The Cure. And that one, I mean, that was, I just remember listening, just unpacking these tapes. They all fit in the Christmas sock that year and it was amazing. And <laughs> the Christmas sock. <laughs> <laughs> the stocking. Like that was hung <laughs> and out, out popped <laughs> the Sex Pistols and... Who There's a bunch else? of punk There's tapes and like a, a sweaty gym sock. <laughs> That's how we did it in my family, you know. Um, and so I, I loved all of the music I received, but the best one that I, that I got that year was songs to learn and sing. What a great Christmas! It was a great, what a holiday world. season, you, you know. Got, it's like here's a world. Yeah. For Christmas. I What's put, a toy? I know. Here's a, a world, a universe. And I remember putting it on, and Rescue was the first song. And I remember thinking, because this was 90, 1990, that it sounded old, but that it sounded so good that it was an anthem with this very, it was a strange song. It's When you listen to the lyrics, they are so vulnerable. It's like an anthem of confusion and despair. It's so great. And then it and then the second song is the puppet, which is my favorite Echo and the Bunnymen song. I mean I and then you listen just, to that one again. Yep, and then like, you know, Cutter, a promise. And I listened to that tape endlessly, alone mostly, because there was no one to share this music with because they were no longer touring, and that was the sad fact about Echo and the Bunnymen that's been expressed by some of my friends my age that it was like you could never, there was never a time. Couldn't connect with them. No. And I always felt like my music tastes was, were like 10 years behind all of my friends, which was also. So interesting. The, it's like they missed, and it's like they missed the boat or something too. I They yeah. missed like an opportunity. Yeah. Well, we can talk about that. Probably. You know, the real misconnection occurred in my own life, I think. So I always had this tape. And I and I also got uh, my friend actually had the first album and it was amazing. It sounded so sophisticated and we felt so cool for listening to it. You know, amongst the two of us, at least I had one was friend. Tara? Some people have two. Yeah, Tara, and um, yeah, she was, she got it. But that was it for me, which is another reason I'm doing this podcast. And so yeah, so then twenty 20- for Tara. <laughs> for Tara. <laughs> hey Tara. Okay, where were we though? We were talking tapes about these tapes, but tapes. you were getting these tapes. So I opened the sock, and, and they all fit in the sock. The, the but not because of the Band of, of Horses song, Dancing bring Horses Bring on. Song. Bring on the Dancing Horses. That's right. That is Which, so silly. So, okay, that's what the guy, and I, I mean, sorry, I'm just not. Bring you know. on There's the Dancing Horses. There's that guy who interviewed horses. him, yeah. who, just, who was saying, you know, he felt like it was a bit camp. <laughs> Which was, kind of, you know, what you just said. And you know what he said? He's like, yeah, I do feel a bit weird, you know, when I'm singing it. Because yeah. that's... Is it about dressage? <laughs> I don't know. So, 
greatest hits. And they when they made the greatest hits in interviews, they're like, yeah, we, well, the record company was like, y'all haven't done anything for a while. This is the, kind of the way they kind of speak about their, you know. Mm. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, so we mm. had to put it out. Yeah. It's well, a tel- did they have any <laughs> hits, like as far as Billboard hits? Like, Is it like a best of or is it the greatest hits? Were they on the hit well, parade? That, yeah. I think it was like their singles. It was the, th- the things they released. Except there were, there were some changes made because some whack decisions were made by the record companies. For instance, you know, we'll talk about this. I don't want to repeat myself, but like Do It Clean was not on the original album. Not on the, the first album. Hmm. What? Why? Yeah, what a great song. So then they were kind of lost to me. You certainly don't really remember them, and, and as you've discussed, and like the you know when you were talking about when you discovered them, it was later that you really made a connection. But I definitely like heard. But here's a memory I have about them. you listening to them. I would put them on sometimes. I'd be like, God dang, this is a good band, please. And then you put it on, and the only <laughs> one thing I remember you saying about them is in the <laughs> in Rescue when he says, "Is this the blues I'm singing?" You would always say, "No." <laughs> No, it isn't. This is not the blues. No, actually it ain't. It's kind of like when Bono in that live (laughs) album says, Edge, play the blues. And he's like, Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I mean, in a way it is, though. It is, though. I was. Yeah. I had a whole revelation about yeah, that it is in the car the other day. Yeah. That it was, it was, absolutely was. And in fact, the chord progression, but then there's something. Yeah, so anyway, misconnection. I would always see Porcupine, you know, when I would look for music, and it would just glow, but I never picked it up. And I wonder, Shane, I yeah. wonder how my life would have been different if I had just picked it up. We'll never know, and I'm not going to be bitter. I'm going to just do this podcast now. All right, so yeah, so I bought that album, the fifth album, and and then I was like, this is amazing too. But then it was time for everyone to listen to. It was a new era in music. It was yeah. a, there was a transition, and this is a band that no longer exists. And I've got to move forward. I can't just be sitting around with the lights out, listening to Susie and the Banshees every day, same albums. I've got to go uh, go and like. Check out oh Allison Chains or whatever like yeah. you know and there was some amazing even flow all around the world statues crumble for me you know how much I love you this is maybe not topical but we just today saw a Sugar Ray song being performed by. Billy, Billy Corgan and... Smashing Pumpkins the and the guy man. from Sugar Ray who is named Sugar Ray. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that was a thing that happened in New Jersey last night. Kind of like you dropping that pick on the floor. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear that. though. So, we're going to wrap it up no, here. No, wait, I'm not done. <laughs> oh, man. You're not... All right, so where was I? Where was I? Yeah, you were talking about, like, why right. didn't I buy Porcupine? All right, why? <laughs> Get away from the back, uh, back up. Back okay. up. It's, I just want to see that it's 2 a.m. So then there would also be these echoes of Echo and the Bunny Men. So the Do- Donnie Darko thing. Mm-hmm. And then this bartender once in New York. I would, every time I would hear them, like, in the periphery, I'd be like, who is this? I would go up and, like, ask whoever. And they'd be like, always say Echo and the Bunny Men. I'm like, oh, I, I got to check them out when I'm done, like. 
wasting my life. It's strange because they hold this like space culturally where people know who they are and like them and enjoy listening to them. But then it's like, who is, is it that, uh, we want to know who, like, is it your favorite band? Because that's that's a special person. Who I want to call me, write me. That's me. That's you. And there's others like me out there somewhere I know. We're gonna f- I'm going to find them. They're going to find you? Yeah. We're going to find each other. And th- that's why this is happening right now. Whoa. So I was going to ask you, though, how you kind of got back into them. Because you were into them as a kid, but then there was kind of like a break. Well, I think that there is no real, like... There's nothing really special that happened except for, well, something special did happen. We had our daughter, and that was, I mean, the real life changer, the real... That is a big deal. But you don't have to have one to have these really huge experiences. Here's what it is. There are all these wonderful and just treasured memories and these wonderful things that take place, but really at the end of the day, you're keeping someone alive constantly just keeping them alive and it's not easy to keep them alive i mean it is but it isn't like you're always kind of on guard and you you don't have much of a life but it's really not that long until they're like really engaged with you but i found the first two years to be really difficult and i remember when she started to be able to you know kind of hold it together i would have these moments where i'd be folding laundry upstairs in our you know in the the laundry room or whatever and I I was like oh there's this thing called the internet and this thing called YouTube where you can watch anything you want to see like all the music that I always wanted to like watch a video of and you couldn't find it anywhere and so and I was like who am I what what music do I like you know Echo and the Bunnymen I had never seen them perform live ever I really never had a great sense of what Ian McCulloch looked like but I knew the Interesting. Music. Okay, so that's when Isn't you started diving in. So you didn't really have any of like, it wasn't like the I, cure where you had like a, the oh, biography or whatever. Yeah, and the, the videos and stuff. Well, you, you couldn't get them. Like I would have yeah. had them if I could have, but they yeah. weren't at the mall. Right. You had to go to like a specialty store probably to get. Or like probably order them from like a catalog of some sort. Like well, that. you'd find like books about like Susie and the Banshees sometimes in like an Atlanta bookstore. You know, they have little bios of like yeah. U2 or something. Yeah, yeah, sure. Which is, is the cure like the king of this whole scene? Well, yeah, and I can explain why. Yeah. Because they were actively touring. And like I was able to have an experience of seeing them play live in a room full of people. Also what is it them. about you 2 that... Oh, God. Well, there is a podcast can, that know, you can listen to. I know, but they kind comprehensive of sit like, on the periphery of, of this sort of kind of gothier scene. Well, they are, they are the parallel band that is always compared to Echo and the Bunnymen. They have the same trajectory. And Ian McCulloch's obviously aware. He talks about Bono. He talked about him at the show when you were in the bathroom or what whatever you were doing. I was getting you some water. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, wait, what did I? think you were. Um, Can yeah. you get me some water? Yeah, you started talking about Bono right there in the middle of the show. Like, he delivers. You want him to, and he did, and he does Ian's sort of he's like an awkward dude in some ways that's so strange because I have the opposite impression but I think he holds those two 
complete awkwardness it's and utter grace. awkwardness. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's it. I think that's my story yeah. about how I discovered them. That is so cool. Thanks. I mean, <laughs> is it? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know. This All right. You've been listening <laughs> to uh, this is Aaron Echo here, and um, thanks, y'all. Thank you. You can write us a letter on our email. We have an email so far. Echo in here podcast at gmail.com. And you can find Shane at shaneparish.com. Let's get the hell out of here.